Off the Rails from the U.S. Faster Payments Council. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Faster Payments Council's Off the Rails podcast. I will be your host. My name is Reed Lutanen, and in addition to bringing you this half hour or so of bliss, I'm also the executive director of the Faster Payments Council. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm stoked about launching this show, and I'm really excited about today's guest. Going off the rails with us today will be Mr. Steve Ledford from The Clearinghouse. Steve will be here to talk about the RTP network, some work they've been driving here at the FPC, and hopefully we'll get a chance to have a little fun as well. And with that, let's get started with some headlines. First off, the FPC is launching two brand new workgroups here in the opening quarter of 2021. One of the groups will be focusing on financial inclusion. Its mission is to provide a blueprint for leveraging faster payments to accelerate access to the financial system for unbanked and underserved Americans. We're also launching a workgroup focusing on real-time recurring payments. That group will promote the development and adoption of real-time recurring payment solutions to be used by business and users in financial institutions. Included in the scope of its mission is the development of use cases relating to e-commerce recurring, utility payments, investment, account funding, as well as other forms of recurring billing. If you have interest in joining those work groups or joining the FPC so you can participate, please reach out to us at member services at fasterpaymentscouncil.org. One other item I'm excited about is the first edition of the FPC's Faster Payments State of Play report. This report provides a crash course in the current state of play, including network profiles for the solutions from our network committee members. Obviously, like everything else in the payment space, things are changing quickly, so we'll be continually adding to this report and updating its contents. Let's see, what else? So, yeah, one of our members, the Federal Reserve, announced the participants in their FedNow pilot. And I'm not going to spend the next 20 minutes reading them to you, but you can see the full list on FedNow Community website. Interestingly, they also announced a role for non-financial institutions to join in on the fund as ecosystem participants. I'm sure we'll be following that closely and partnering with the Fed as well as other providers of faster payment solutions going forward here at the FPC. And with that, it's time to get into the interview with Mr. Steve Ledford. All right, we are joined by Steve Ledford from The Clearinghouse. He's the product executive for the RTP network, the Clearinghouse Faster Payment System. And Steve is also a lifelong payments nerd. Uh, welcome to the show, Steve. Great to be here. Thanks, Reed. Absolutely. Really excited to have you here. There, I know there's a ton going on with RTP and you know, just more broadly in the faster payment space. So um, great to have you on here for our first ever Off the Rails podcast. So uh, something else you can put on your resume. Of course. So why don't we just get into it? Um, you know, there's a ton going on. Like I said, I know you you probably have a lot of things that on the RTP network that you're interested in talking through and in in talking about with our audience. So go ahead and tell us what, what's happening with RTP these days that people might not know about or might be interested in. Okay, well, uh, a lot going on. Uh, we keep on seeing new and more interesting use cases every day. Uh, some of the big ones right now are uh, we're seeing more and more payroll and payroll type of activity, whether it's uh, 
like a, a, a gig economy uh, driver getting paid or whether it's uh, just an accelerated payroll. That seems to be the fastest growing one. But uh, card merchants uh, getting settlement for their card receipts every day uh, on a faster basis. That's another one. We've always had a lot of activity, wallets and account-to-account -account transfers, that type of thing. And we're also seeing a building use, um, build up of use for um, things like business-to-business -business payments of invoices. Uh, but then we also get some really interesting ones, uh, mortgage closings. Uh, as we all know, everything's been challenged this last year. The traditional process for closing a mortgage where you sit around a table at the end, everybody exchanges checks and then you leave. You can't do that virtually. And so we're seeing that uh, RTP transfers are being used for that. So that's really what's been happening over the last year, more of those kinds of things. Uh, we've had more and more banks and credit unions joining the network. We're now over 100 uh, uh, financial institutions. So uh, nice little uh, miles. Uh, I guess I, I probably announced that a little too early. But yes, we're over 100 financial institutions um, on the network, uh, and uh, it continues to grow pretty quickly. We have a number of third-party processors who are now bringing on in batches. Uh, we can do dozens in a day if we need to. So uh, that's happening too. Uh, and then this coming year, we're going to be seeing a ramp up in use of things like the request for payment. I think you've heard a little bit about that. It's a way of you know, getting folks to pay bills, invoices. We're going to see a, a, a number of uh, number of uh, financial institutions ramping up the ability to do that. So that becomes something uh, happening in, uh, you know, just a regular commerce, folks able to pay their bills using this tool, a few other things like that. So a lot of exciting things happening. Yeah. And no doubt a lot of that um, affected and informed by the effects of the pandemic over the last year. Um, I wonder if there's, if there's been, um, you know, any changes in specifically in the interest from financial institutions. I know we sort of, in some ways, feel like we're coming out of the pandemic, the vaccines are rolling out and people are, are getting vaccinations. But uh, at the same time, I think this will be a, a really interesting year for a lot of reasons to look at, you know, what are the lasting effects of something like this in terms of, of uh, you know, interest from financial institutions, use cases, et cetera. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the pandemic has been tough for everybody. Uh, I, I, I think we've heard a lot of instances about how it's really pushed a lot of folks, uh, individuals as well as business, to more digitization of kind of everything. Uh, the fact that we're talking right now uh, over a Zoom link is, is an example of that. Uh, but this digitization has definitely gotten involved in payments. If you can't get into your office to use your check printer, you can't send checks. You can't open the envelopes. And so we've seen a lot of uh, move to more electronic ways of doing things. Uh, and um, I heard someone just saying the other day, these are things we probably were always going to eventually get around to doing, a more electronic ways of making payments, more electronic ways of doing business. But this has put things on fast forward. And the good news is the tools have been here uh, to do it. And uh, you know, we're, we're glad that we were able to help do our part with the RFTP network as uh, folks needed find, to find ways of, of moving payments faster, more electronically, and with all the other bells and whistles to go with it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us can relate, not just in business, but also in our personal lives, some of the different things that we've been doing to, you know, get food to our houses and, and the things that, you know, make you, make you realize that there are lots of services out there that maybe we weren't using before that, you know, I can speak for myself, like I'll be ordering groceries online from here on out and I wasn't a year ago. Um, so there's, 
lots of stuff like that I think will be lasting. Well, and, and you think about it, the delivery driver that drops off your pad tie or whatever, the fact that they can get paid immediately now is a big difference, especially since they might not have been a delivery driver the week before. This is something that they've had to do because a regular job is, um, is changing. Uh, merchants who are not seeing the, the folks coming into their shops like they did are having to get access to their, to their funds earlier so they can pay their employees. I mean, these have all created a need for it in addition to the fact that you just couldn't do the regular forms of uh, physical payment. That's actually a, a pretty good segue into what I, the other thing I wanted to cover next. In that's you know obviously I always want to bring it back to the Faster Payments Council for for obvious reasons. Um, you guys on the network committee here at the FPC put together a really great document called the Network Committee's Faster Payment State of Play Report, which we just published um, a week ago or so. So, you know, you as, you as the leader of that committee, I'd love to hear from you kind of the ideation behind that, the goal of the document and how you guys see that sort of helping inform the industry. Yeah. Yes. The, first of all, um, the, the network committee is, is one of the things I really enjoy about the, uh, about the Faster Payments Council. When we first started the council, we knew that there were, this would be a great way for folks who, uh, who are operating the various uh, you know, payment networks in the country to get together and, and work on common issues and concerns. Uh, this is one that came up because we realized there's a lot of things going on right now across the various networks that we represent that, um, that people might not be realizing or might not realize what kind of capabilities are out there. Uh, one thing about a payment network is a lot of times it's happening behind the scenes, and so you don't know what it goes into it. And so uh, for the community, whether it's end users, whether it's financial institutions, whether it's some of the technology companies that want to find ways of moving money, we wanted to provide um, really an overview of what's out there right now. So uh, we put together the state of play for faster payments in the U.S. Part of it was just explaining what each of the networks do. Obviously, we have the, uh, the RTP network. Uh, but, you know, uh, there's a variety of other ways. There's ways of doing it across the card rails. There's ways of uh, doing it, um, you know, some of the end-to-end -end solutions like a, like a, like a Zelle. Uh, there are also specialized solutions. You know, we have uh, Open Payments Network, Unifunds, for example. Uh, you, know, a, you know, preview of what's going to be happening with FedNow. There's a lot of activity going on right now in the market, and I don't think a lot of people realize it. And one of the great things about the U.S. market for um, U.S. market for faster payments is we've got a variety. We've got a lot of choices, and each one uh, has uh, you know is very well suited for some uh, you know maybe some aspect of what you want to do. We try to show what those different features are so that folks can make educated choices. Um, we also wanted to show what's been happening over the last year. So some of the use cases I just mentioned were things that we highlighted in the state of play report, so folks could get ideas about how they may want to use faster payments themselves. I think another thing that I really like about that document and just the FPC in general is obviously participants in the ecosystem have an opportunity on their own to interact with the clearinghouse or the Fed or anybody else who's a member of ours. But I think having a forum where all of those stakeholders are together um, in, in talking about things together is really powerful too. So, you know, appreciate you guys um, being here and appreciate you for, for helping lead that effort. Well, and this is not the end of it. We've, we've made a commitment as a network committee. We're going to continue updating this. We're working with some of the other parts of the FDC to make sure that we can 
uh, get this more broadly known, expand the number of networks that we're including in the, in the review. Uh, we see this is just a start. So hopefully this will be a, a resource the industry can, uh, can use. Sort of zooming out a little bit more even from there, uh, you know, just curious really quickly if there are anything, anything going on with payments these days outside of, you know, outside the FPC, outside of RTP, that's just interesting to you as a self-proclaimed payments nerd. You know, there's lots of talk, chatter about crypto, open banking, et cetera. What's going on that's on your mind? Oh, what's, what's not going on? I mean, first of all, um, you know, talk about things like open banking. Uh, we can call it connected banking sometimes. Um, the U.S. has taken a very interesting approach to this. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's not the way it's been done in some other countries where there was maybe a, a regulatory or, or legislative mandate. We have things coming up, um, uh, an announcement about better ways for, say, financial institutions to work with some of the folks who are aggregating and using the data, some of the fintechs, to make sure there's an efficient flow of information you know, um, standards around that. And so uh, I, I see a, a lot of interesting collaborative approaches uh, going on. Uh, I think that if you look at things like uh, cryptocurrency, especially when you look at things like uh, some of the central bank digital currency ideas, that's absolutely fascinating. I'm not exactly sure how those things are going to fit into uh, just everyday payments, uh, but it's one of those things you definitely want to stay on top of and, and get a good idea. Uh, a lot of talk about cross-border payments, too. CPMI, uh, for those of you who are not super deep payment geeks, CPMI is a, it's a global body uh, that tries to coordinate things around the payment systems and market infrastructures. And uh, they just came out with some, uh, I would say it's more challenges and recommendations around how to make uh, cross-border payments work uh, better. And so a lot of uh, focus on that. So when you think about all of the things going on uh, in the world right now with payments, there's never been uh, more exciting and sometimes even baffling stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at some point, maybe not today, but sometime we're going to have to figure out the distinction between a payment nerd and a payment geek. Um, oh, so, okay. <laughs> you know, that. Um Next thing we're going to do here, Steve, is if you'll indulge me, we're going to play a little game I call buy or sell. So I'm going to, okay. I'm going to throw some statements at you and you're going to tell me whether you buy or sell them and then tell me why. Okay. Can so, I use an RPP transaction to do the buying? Uh, yeah, as long as you send the money to my account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so the first one, the United States will have achieved ubiquitous instant payments by 2025. I'm going to buy that one, and I'm buying it because I'm an optimist. It all depends on how the market reacts, but I think there's momentum here. I think I, I think we can get there. All right, Steve says buy. How about instant payments will help with financial inclusion? I'm going to say buy on that one, and I think it's because when you use instant payments, the tools of it, it's going to allow folks to come up with some really creative solutions that help to expand the number of folks who uh, have uh, access to electronic and digital ways of making payments. I think it's going to, I, that's a strong buy for me. Yeah, I completely agree. I think there's a ton of opportunity to just eliminate risk by payments moving at the speed of, of you know, of commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next we have, once the pandemic is over, things will return to how they were before. I don't think so. We got used to this new way of doing things. I hope it returns to normal and then we can actually get together and see each other in person. That's one I'm looking forward to. But in terms of the way we do payments, I, I think we are, we're, we're, we're forever changed. 
And so we'll, we'll continue making move progress. Steve is selling that one. It sounds like, um, next Arkansas, the university of Arkansas, uh, for those of you who don't know, that's my alma mater. And, um, my prompt for Steve here is Arkansas will compete for the sec West title in 2021. Okay. I'm going to start by saying, had you asked that a year ago, that would be an absolutely absurd question. Now I say it's more of an unlikely question, but when you say compete technically at the beginning of the year, everyone in the Western conference is in the competition. So I'm going to buy that one. Uh, you're more optimistic about my own team than I am. I can tell you that it's a big sell for me. Um, how about interoperability is necessary to achieve ubiquity for instant payments? The word necessary is the key here. I'm going to sell this one. I think you can get there without it. I think it can help. And as we published a paper with the national, uh, the network committee a little while ago, there's a lot of different ways to get there. Uh, I think it can be helpful, but I, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. We have uh, a lot of things that are ubiquitous that um, aren't interoperable, but um, we're going to do what we can to make it easy for everybody. Great. How about GameStop? You buying or selling? I forgot to check Reddit today, so I don't know whether I'm supposed to be buying it or selling it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you know, I think it's still way up over where it was about a month ago, so I'm probably still selling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about this one? This is sort of back to the, the, the heart of the Faster Payments Council. Um, we need all stakeholder voices at the table to truly advance the United States to ubiquitous faster payments. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's no good to have a bunch of folks talking about payments if it's just the ones who are, who are providing it. Um, I, I, I think I've said this before. Uh, as someone in the business of uh, providing payment services payment network, um, just being part of the Faster Payments Council and the broad reach it has has been some of the best market research I could have hoped for. Um, plus a bunch of good folks too. So. Yeah, I you know obviously I completely agree with you. I think the efforts that were sort of first spurred by the Fed that brought people together really I think gave people a, a flavor for how powerful that sort of collaboration and dialogue can really be in, in moving things forward um, and in ensuring that what you do have happening is something that's been truly vetted by such a broad swath of the industry can be really powerful. Yeah. So, if I, yeah. By the way, I, I need to get back to the format. So I'm a buy on that one, but I got one other thing. And I think this is what it really comes down to is that payments are not about the lines and the boxes and the arrows that show how money moves. You got to have people figuring out how to do it. You have to have people wanting to do things to make payments move forward. And so that's, that's why you need an organization like the FPC. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly agree there. Uh, final buy or sell. Stout season can start before Columbus Day. I would like to say that is true, but it generally, in my opinion, uh, in, in my experience, has been starting a little bit later in the, uh, a little bit later, uh, typically in November. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on there. I, I suppose maybe if you're up in in, uh, in the northern reaches, maybe maybe October is more appropriate. But for you and me down here in the south, yeah, it's still pretty warm in October. Um, all right, well, that was buy or sell. We're going to quickly run through a little bit of a lightning round here mm -hmm. to finish our finish this off before we get any final thoughts from you and close it out. Um, so if you could 
give me and I try to answer these in no more than five words. You know, sure. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you go to. Ten, I'll let you go to ten words before I buzz you. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> the uh, the first one. Do you think instant payments would achieve greater scale if a debit feature were to be added? I don't think so, because we have debits already. How many words? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what role do you see for cryptocurrency in the future of payments? You could have more than five words. <laughs> I have no idea. It, Fair enough. Yeah. It, it's not that dollars don't work. Uh, so we need to find a reason. <laughs> Got it. And, and then the, the most controversial one, I think. What's the best style of beer? Okay. I know we have disagreement on this one, but a well-done West Coast IPA. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I mean, of course, the correct answer is the New England style IPA. But I think I guess we're both lucky that just like um, there are lots of different choices in the market when it comes to implementing faster payments, Mm -hmm. there are lots of different choices in the market when it comes to craft beer. So exactly. (laughs) Here's to that. On a, on a Friday afternoon. You're not, you're not hearing this on a Friday, but it's Friday for Steve and me. Yes. So, Steve, any final thoughts for our listeners here on the very first Off the Rails podcast? Absolutely. Um, you know what? Faster payments, they're happening. They're happening now. It's not something we're waiting for. Um, there are no such things as fast followers. There are only followers. So, Come on, get with the program. Let's let's all get involved in faster payments. You heard it from the man himself, legendary payments nerd Steve Ledford. Thanks so much for being here today, Steve. Thank you. Well, that's it for our show today. Hope everybody likes our first episode of Off the Rails. We'll be bringing it back to you every month or so. Uh, so please subscribe. Also, uh, for FPC members and non-members alike, remember our spring virtual conference is coming up in April. So check out FasterPaymentsCouncil.org to get registered for that. Thanks so much. Take it easy.